Nolan, do you know what rhymes with the dating website Bumble? No, actually I don't. Rumble. Rumble? Wait, like rumble boxing in Vancouver? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Yeah, and for all our listeners who are wanting to try it out, we have a discount code for um, first-time training in apparel for the rest of 2020. Interesting. What is it? The code is PNC20. Now, Kiel, where can I enter that code in? You got to use PNC20 at the website rumbleboxing.com to save that money. Go get your sweat on, guys. That's for all of you. Yeah, big up. Welcome to a new episode of PNC Akil. What are we? I think Luca should do it. Sure. Ooh, uh, we're post not clear. Yeah. Uh, I got a fucking new announcer, yeah, bro. Let me tell you, we are clear today. Get me out of my got, job. Got me out of my, got me fucking all flustered and shit. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, pre, you're pre-nutting. <laughs> Pre-nut, not post-nut. Yeah, episode yeah. 24? 24. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think so. Holy shit. Happy Ooh, that's anniversary. That's a milestone. Yeah, right? That's, mm, a, mm, that's a season. Yeah. Yeah, good for yeah you guys. it's a whole right? last season. Yeah, if we were on NBC or something, fuck. Living the dream. Someone's got to So today on PNC, we have in studio the one, the only, the legendary Luka Skaponovic. It's not even. It's not even that you butcher the name, but that that intro was amazing. I don't even know what I'm doing here. But how do you pronounce it? Skipanovic. Skipanovic. Actually, Skipanovic. Skipanovic. Yeah. Okay. How's that sound? Calm down over there. Where does that come from? Serbia. I'm actually Montenegrin. Montenegro. Okay. Her Montenegro is beautiful. Yeah, it's just on the coast. So people are really hot too. <laughs> they are, yeah, yeah. Let them speak. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I think our average male and female height is something like f- uh, six one for males, and wow. females are five ten. Why aren't I That's crazy. What yeah. the fuck? Well, it's a beautiful are pretty tall too, bro. You well, I didn't so. just, I didn't, yeah, I just, yeah, fair enough, fair bad enough. luck in that in that uh, category. Yeah, I can thank my mom for that. My dad's short. Oh, really? Oh, he's short and stocky. My mom's tall and slender. So wow, I lucked Good out. For your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scoring all the time. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how you did this. Just got her pregnant really early, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, Simpler yeah. Simpler times. Put a times. little hole in the condom. Mm. <laughs> Has that so ever nice. happened to anybody? No. Fuck, I, I don't oh think God. so. I hope not. I don't, I don't even think I'm that potent anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little squirts. Yeah, I, don't even, I, don't, I wonder what the actual condom use is now compared to like when our it parents It has to be bigger. Oh, you it's think? Huge. Yeah. Con- condom use today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's more so? I'd say 90% of people. 100%. Really? Interesting. I'm seeing people probably starting. Ninety percent of people are starting with condoms. Are you finishing with the yeah, condom? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's tough. Uh, I would say I always use a condom. No, that's a lie. But I try to. I try to. I try to because well, everyone tries to. Bro, are on a rise. And are they? That's why. Yeah, this, is syphilis is huge in BC right now. Like more so than before. Uh, previous. Like previously. Yeah. Wow. For, like syphilis is on. Like wrap it up, up, boys. Yeah. Wrap it the fuck up. Yeah, yeah your so hair's falling listening. off. You better, boys and girls, it's important. The the boys angle, yeah, yeah. I can't afford to lose more hair, so yeah, of course. <laughs> Are you bald? Uh, uh, not yet. Hence the Oh, the beating. That's the beating. Oh, it's it's cold haircut. outside, bro. <laughs> it is fucking so cold outside. Yeah, it's it's spring. Or uh, not springtime. Fucking fall. It's spring. Fall. It's, it's cold. It's cold as fuck it's out the there. Start of the fucking quarantine. Yeah. No. Yeah. I fuck that. So Akio, how was your week? My week. I don't even know, man. Actually, 
today is the first day in a long fucking time yeah. that I actually feel my age. Like, my body I'm going to say you kind of look your age today. Okay, let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not go down uh, this road. So today so we're supposed to take some pictures you just get, for later on. And he came in the, a little white dress shirt. What's wrong with that? Sometimes like, I want to look like an adult. I don't know. You kind of look 42. I'm not going to lie. I, don't, I feel. <laughs> I feel 42 today. Now look. Okay, okay, fine. Anyway. Why is that? It's only because he, he's treating me like this because you're here. Oh, yeah, usually, I got to be, be kind of cool. I got I to gotta yeah. bash you so that he thinks uh, I'm yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Exactly. My girlfriend hates it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bring, bring, we'll bring that up. Bring yeah. an attractive guest on. If like, I'm just trash. And suddenly now. you're yeah. trash. Yeah. yeah. You got to cut Sorry. people down. Yeah, get it's to know where I stand in your There's books. a newer and hotter version in the fucking <laughs> You know In what? I'm not, I'm not even mad. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, <laughs> the reason we brought Luca on, directed to Duke, uh, Luca today for Duca. Duca, <laughs> we're bringing Luca on because he's very outspoken on social media the and in real life. Outspokenest. And I think it's about time we mix it up a little bit. I think you know it's about I mean? time you get a fucking platform. Let's do it. Let's this fucking is it. do it. This is How many people can I offend in one hour? Let's a lot. Go. Let's do it. <laughs> so Fuck. why? So why is it that you think? Um, I mean, is it just—is it in your nature? Have you always been like this growing up? Have you always kind of like, just spoken what's on your mind and don't given a fuck about what anyone thinks, kind of thing? Yeah, Are you um, just unapologetically, Luca. I don't think I was always like this. Um, I was definitely a nerd in all of elementary, middle school, high school. So I'm also an introvert. I think once I found myself, I stopped caring about other people's opinions. Okay. Um, I also probably I won't comment on things if I haven't experienced them or done them or, or, or just have knowledge about, yeah. about it. it. Like when I talk about, let's say I talk about douchebags or I talk, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, it's only an hour show. Okay? <laughs> you don't have that much time. Yeah. Um, I only comment on that kind of stuff because I used to be one. If I comment about Facetune or something like that, it's because I used to use it. If I call people <laughs> out for being, you know, a certain way, I'm never going to call someone out or, you know, you know, force my opinion out on something that I, that has never affected me, that I've never been a part of. Right. That, you know what I mean? Like I'll always, anything that I'm talking about, I've, I've dealt with, I've been, I've been an asshole. I've been a douchebag. I've been an abuser. I've been in an abusive relationship, like all this kind of stuff. So it's like those certain things I'll talk about. You'll never hear me talking about something that I have no place speaking of. Right. right. Like same thing. Well, I guess you guys had my industry post about the service and stuff like that. I only comment on that kind of stuff because I used to be there. I used to be one of those people. All of my friends are those people and that kind of stuff, right? Like I'll mm -hmm. never I'll never speak on something that I have no place speaking on. I want to take it back for a second. You said that you you um you kind of found yourself. Mm -hmm. And what was that process like? What changed? How did you do that? Like what what was like <laughs> what was going on that made you find yourself? Oh going deep on fucking minute yeah, 5. Man. Deep. Um I went through um I went through a transitional phase in my life probably three years ago. Okay. I had a really terrible relationship. Um, it was extremely toxic. It was just probably demoralizing. It was terrible. I was a shell of a human. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's all right. I think Should we've happens. all been we've there. We've all been there, yeah, 100%. Well, been there. The older you get, the more you experience. Uh, I also went through um, some health issues. I had kidney disease. I got diagnosed with that. So it was about three years of, a couple years of really shitty times. And then you kind of reflect on yourself. You kind of like look at like what your life's been like, why it's like that. And I think one of the most crucial things that I did was instead of projecting the blame onto other people, I absorbed it as I did this. Like, mm -hmm. why am I here? Why am I accepting this? Why am I doing that? So over the last couple of years, I've been in like a transitional <clears throat> phase where I'm just kind of 
try and reflect on myself more. I'm trying to take people's criticism more. Mm-hmm. I want to hear people talk shit. I want someone to be like, <laughs> I want, I want someone to be like, like you're being a dick. That's fucking bullshit. You're being flashy. You're being this. I'm right. like, I want, I want to have those conversations. I want to be better right, for myself. Mm-hmm. And like, once I found myself, I stopped caring about what other people thought as long as I wasn't hurting someone. If I'm hurting someone, whether it's someone in my circle or whether it's someone else, if I'm, I'm always going to apologize, call me out, let me know, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big part of growth and like adulthood. And I think a lot of us care too much about what people think. I think all of Vancouver is just one big fucking show. And it, it is, if there's one thing that I'm, that I'm not, it's fake. I'm like the, I'm, I'm abrasive. I'm opinionated. I'm real. Mm-hmm. I hate fake. You want to be someone, you want to be a hoe, be a hoe. Don't hide it. Right. Right. You want to, you know, have a fat only fans, do it. Don't hide it. Don't pretend right. like you don't do it. You know, if you're self-made, you know, tell people you're self-made, but if you're not, why tell people, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. stuff like that. I hate fake people. I hate that kind of stuff. And I mean, I used to be like that. I used to be <clears> stuck <throat> in that little hamster wheel downtown. Kind of like, scared of what people thought of you. Always caring a lifestyle that caring, yeah. may not reflect exactly who you are. Spending on the money to make, spending money to impress people. I fucking hate <laughs> oh, right? oh, that hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your take on like something like, like Facetune or, sh- or filters for, for that matter? Is that, are you pro? Cause I still use it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's why I wanna... So I used to use it as well. Right. And it got to a toxic point. Like I was using it probably three years ago when I was at the low, right? To try mm-hmm. and make my self-esteem feel a little bit better. And it's funny cause like the more in shape I got, the more I used it, you get addicted. And then you look back at those images and you're like, fuck, I used to look so good. And then you get down on yourself when you don't look as good as you used to, but realistically you, you never looked it. that it's good. Manipulated. You never looked that good. Right. So like there's pictures like down on my Instagram, like from years ago where I got like this chiseled jawline. Right. It's like, okay, I have a nice jawline, but not that nice, right? Yeah. And you're only fucking yourself over, right? You're only giving a false image to yourself. It's it's actually more detrimental to you than anybody else. It's cause funny because I feel like I'm in that process right now where, you know, before quarantine, I was like, you know, going out all the mm-hmm. time, taking a lot more pictures than I would have now and taking a break from it and then kind of looking back at those pictures, being like, why don't I look like that? I mm-hmm. forget that I manipulated those pictures. Yeah, exactly. And I'm worried now, why can't I match the same type of aesthetic or the same type of vibe that I used to portray? Yeah. And I, I, it gets to me all the time. Yeah. So like we're already battling with unrealistic body image issues and, and unrealistic, you know, there's so much that's already being thrown in our faces that's, right. that's tuned and edited and all that kind of stuff. And then we're doing it to ourselves and then we're creating those unrealistic <clears throat> images of ourselves and thinking it's real thinking that we can attain those it's so bad for you and then i like I, I would look at pictures of myself and be like fuck you used to look so good like bro you don't have a 26 inch waist like i faced you <laughs> in a 26 inch waist you know what I mean? and then yeah. at, at a certain point i was like you have to stop doing this i don't mind the you got a blemish mm-hmm. you got you know you want to you got bags under your eyes or something like that your skin looks oily whatever you want to do that kind of stuff no problem we all faced you I still face you, right? You got a little, right. you got the well, shirts. You, we all don't face you. <laughs> but that's only, only because I don't know how. <laughs> I would if I knew how, but I don't get it. I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't know how to do it. So I want to ask then, how did you transition from going from using a lot of Facetune to being okay with not using it and still posting? Because that's one thing I struggle with. I don't think I can post a picture now without having at least manipulated it a little bit. Self-love. Okay. hundred percent self-love. Right. I think over the last, like, um, over the last year, 
people see me as like an egotistical, full of myself, all this kind of stuff. And that's only because they lack self-love. They don't understand that, yes, I project this kind of stuff. I love to make myself think that I'm the best. We should all think that we're the best, right? If mm -hmm. we don't, we're not going to succeed in anything. So, you know, for me, it's just self-love. It's like, love who you are. Like there's not, there's things about myself that I don't like. There's things I want to face tune all the time, but I'm like, this is me. Like, why, why pretend? Then people see me out and I see a different, I look like a different way and I look like crap when I'm out. I look heavier or something like that. I don't have a jawline. It's embarrassing, mm -hmm. right? You know I mean, think we talked about it the other day, sorry to interrupt. We talked about, I forget who the guest was. And we, I asked her like, when, how many shots does it take for you to get that one shot that you post on your feed? <laughs> and she said, I think it was like a hundred or something crazy like that. That's wild. I'll like, tell you right insane. now, That's, I, had a, I had a photo shoot like yesterday and I think I took maybe, let's see. 300 pictures holy crap well i mean a photo shoot's different no but way, that's know? that's the entire that not it's not a photo shoot it's a span of pictures to get one for your instagram oh. so it wasn't a photo shoot yeah quote unquote it was a something photo for burst your... to yeah. get one at least good one that i can then facetune and then post so Fuck. so does the amount of work that you put into that one photo come back to you when you post it hell fucking no but it makes me feel <laughs> way fucking better about myself you know I mean, what i mean like it's it's so toxic because i'm exactly in that cycle right mm -hmm. now and i'm trying to transition from it by maybe learning a little bit more of a self self-love regimen but um it's hard to get out of that cycle it is so you're we're always the hardest on ourselves right mm -hmm. so like you're sitting there talking to me about you know how you deal with these things and all that kind of stuff but from i don't know you that well i just kind of met you right who have a story about how we first met anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like in my dream oh, oh, there it is there it is <laughs> always there for you oh, <laughs> should i leave the room <laughs> i don't know if i can hear you um, gotta show him your voice now no nah, i got one he's got one. Well, you got one we know oh he's got let's one. carry on the conversation yeah. people <laughs> are right, learning all right, all right, um, all right. so yeah you, you you're talking to me about how you know you want to get out of that and you're doing these things because you're uncomfortable with yourself or whatever but i'm all all about uniqueness so f to me when i look at your instagram i'm you've got the you got the hair you got the beard you got Stop everything looking at me. <laughs> right you got the style i'm not thinking about you face tuning things you are who you are that. right and when mm -hmm. i look at you and your image i like it right i like akio's right how much <laughs> hey don't make it weird he's, sorry he's sorry, having sorry. a moment no no that was towards me <laughs> not you not you not you lots <laughs> um but yeah, I think we're the hardest on ourselves, right? Like you're talking about, you want to change things about you. And then when I look at your Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, I see, you know, a confident, stylish, well put together person. And these, these are all positive notes, right? And the only thing that you're seeing are like, okay, you know, this doesn't look good on me or I don't feel like this and this like that. But you know, we're our worst enemies. Totally. Right. And I think it's important going forward to recognize that we can have these thoughts about ourselves mm -hmm. and that nobody else cares yeah exactly so those of you listening like i don't think many of us look at other pictures well maybe sometimes you're <laughs> there but uh you don't look at someone's waist and be like oh that's too big or no or, not you know all. their head's too big you know unless you edit it so the one thing i always tell people is like if the three of us are sitting here if i compare myself to you and mm -hmm. you compare yourself to me both of us are losing there's things that you have that i could want right right i can't compare myself to you it's not apples and apples. I can't compare myself to a keel. There's things that I lack that a, that a keel has. There's things that I have that a keel lacks. Right. The, the worst thing we can do for our mental health is compare ourselves to other people. We're not the same. Compare yourself today from who you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I do.
I like to compete with people. Like when I'm like at the gym or if I'm doing sports and stuff like that, like I like friendly competition. But at the end of the day, the only person that I'm trying to be better than is myself. That's it. Right. So wise. (laughs) So wise. Fucking good. You know, Luca, one thing that he has that I don't have is an, an orange beanie. I mean, that, that thing looks pretty tight. Now. It I looks kind of red to me. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it is, I think I'm part colorblind, dude. You, think? you might be. I well, think so. It, I think it's a higher proportion of men that are colorblind than women. Really? Yeah. Men um, are more colorblind than women. And this is coming from someone that's sitting in front of a board lit up with colors. Yeah, I mean, I could see them, but I don't know which one is which. So I just hit random buttons sometimes. That's, that's why our sound bites are all fucked up. I'm like the blue no one clicking the purple. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, but what you're saying there is so simple in a way but i think a lot of people right now especially right now are struggling with just that how to like overcome that like how to find that self-love and Mm -hmm. and how to not kind of always be judging yourself in such a you know negative way yeah so why is something that sounds so simple and when we're all talking here as adults all understanding what you're saying and all agreeing with what you're saying how come so many people why do you think anyway so many people still struggle with that that's a good question. Or is that towards anyway, me? Anyway, I mean, open I discussion. think that, um, I think society conditions us towards our insecurities, right? Yeah. Um, I think it fuels the economy better for us to be insecure about ourselves than it does to be confident. I think when you're confident with yourself and you're happy that you buy less clothes, you buy less shoes, you take, you know, less spa days, you go popping bottles less. Like when you're happy and you're doing all this kind of stuff, you don't need the newest thing every day to be relevant. You don't need to, you know, be in the best shape to be accepted or stuff like that. Like it's all about being comfortable with yourself. And I think society conditions us constantly every day. You step outside and you see a poster or you turn the TV on, you see a commercial and these unrealistic beauty standards. It's like, you need this. You're not cool until you have this. And it creates all this. You're right. I need those new shoes. I need those Yeezys. I need this. I need that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's actually putting you in a hole because a lot of these people can't afford to keep getting the new phone and can't afford to keep getting the new shoes and can't afford to keep doing lip fillers and the cheek fillers and the fake asses and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're running ourselves thin, trying to, you know, get the- into these unrealistic <clears throat> standards of beauty and success and all this kind of stuff. Like right. a lot of people in Vancouver live paycheck to paycheck, man. And I think this pandemic really showed that to everybody. Like you're not safe. Totally. You think you're safe. You're not, you shouldn't be buying that bottle last week. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that meme that somebody's posting. It's of a zombie and it's like it's that back tooth in your mouth, looking at you when you're buying that Gucci belt and it's a zombie rotting. It's true, man. It's like people, <laughs> people go out and buy nice things instead of taking care of their teeth. Right. You know what I mean, like teeth are expensive, but I mean, that's something that causes you pain. Whereas like, do you need the Gucci shoes? No, but you need the fucking molar, right? <laughs> you got to eat. Yeah, it's crazy to think for me, especially like social media. I think, I think we would all agree that for the most part, people who post on social media, are putting their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're presenting whatever lifestyle image they want 100%. to be projected out in the world. So then it's kind of like a, because then you'll see someone social media like, oh, that looks cool. I want to maybe do that. Like mm-hmm. uh, whatever. I want to get to that caption. I want someone to respond or, or like my photo or DM me or whatever. And it's just like or I social media cool. is like round and round. So it's like just like a violent circle, mm-hmm. never ending thing. It, it, it's... Plus, <clears throat> Last night I was with somebody and this person's a friend, so I'm not going to um, tear them down. But one of the things I noticed was that 
you know, I was in sweatpants. It's a very like casual night. Like we're doing homework together. It was not a not a thing I'd want to be posting about. But as soon as we got there, it was like we haven't shown each other off on Instagram yet. Why haven't you done it? And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, like this isn't the time for that. Like it's it was funny because that moment I was like, who cares? So yeah. what does that mean? So show, us, show each other off. So Instagram. so I had I hadn't taken a snap of us. Oh, and that was that. like okay. the topic of conversation oh, for like yeah, a okay. good like 20 mm-hmm. minutes and like why we haven't posted that we were here yet. And then it oh, became weird. a thing where nobody knows where we are. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So it's so funny where the extremes can get with social media mm-hmm. and things regarding that nature. And it's conditioned, right? Because like totally. it wasn't like something that it's like it's an instinct that whoever you're with had. Yeah. And felt the need to, to do. And to then do. it's funny because they were able to reflect that they were doing that. You know, because they mentioned it. They were like, we haven't shown each it's other. something they're conscious Instagram. about. We haven't let people know that, they are, we're, that we're here yet. And I was like, whoa, like, That's so exhausting you know you're to doing me. that for that reason. Why are you doing it? Like your day's always, your day's already busy. Like you're always doing stuff. And it's like, that's so exhausting. The idea that like someone has an entire full day ahead of them. And then on top of that, they're thinking about what they need to post content. Like I need to tell people I'm here. Mm-hmm. I didn't, we, like imagine how crappy you feel if you didn't get the right photo. Because you care about the right photo. All the time. And like, then you leave and you're like upset the rest of the day that you didn't get this amazing photo. The days I go out for to take pictures with my sister or anything, I get like, I can see myself getting furiated if I don't get the right angle mm. or right picture or right lighting. God. And then I start blaming her and I'm like, wait, it's not like anybody's fault. No. It's just the fact that I spent time out of my day to go take a picture and it's not working out for me. Yeah. It's a generational thing, right? Like, yeah. Like Q and I are a bit older. So it's like we didn't grow <laughs> up way with, older, way yeah, older. way older. So we didn't grow up with that kind of stuff. And I was kind of, I was already, I think about 25 when Instagram came out. So I'm fairly new. Yeah. Your generation, Instagram was out, what, before you graduated high school? I was 12. 12. I was, so like that yeah, becomes, a, in grade eight. Yeah, yeah, that so. becomes an important part of your life, right? When everybody's got it, like that's your generational thing yeah. is social media, whether it's projecting yourself, your business, creating networking mark like anything right like that's your tool mm-hmm. whereas like we didn't grow up with that so it's not as important to us i mean i'm more i have a more of a presence as far as posting goes on instagram because yeah. i'm a little bit younger but i, mean, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here because like i definitely like post the f- almost every workout i, I do mm-hmm. is on instagram mm-hmm. now Obviously. But I don't think you care about what you look like in the in the workouts. Yeah, you I do don't, it because you sh- you use it to ca- keep yourself accountable. That definitely yeah. part of that. Yeah. Also, I do kind of it's kind of a low key flex. You know, <laughs> I wanna, you know <laughs> no, I'm out there working out. I'm not gonna deny that. <laughs> and there it is, one thousand percent. And I, a lot of my workouts are fucking um, no, I, time lapse. So those. you can't really fucking yeah. <laughs> you can't really. There's nothing. There's nothing to really edit there. Right. But I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Like I like that feedback too. And, yeah. and then on a a more like real level I, like i uh, once in a blue moon i don't get these that often i'll get a dm that says like wow i was really inspired by that or whatever mm-hmm. but That's i'm sure for. i'm sure more people are muting me than being no, inspired no i think yeah. a lot more people think that they just don't say it i mean yeah. i do i know plenty of people who have mentioned your instagram for that reason i think it's easier to hate than it is to compliment someone That's true. i know for me yeah. too oh, yeah. right like i'm actually really bad at complimenting i'm an introvert mm-hmm. There's so many times I'll go out somewhere. I'm like, oh my God, that guy looks so great. Like I want to compliment someone or I want to say, oh, nice car or something like that. Because yeah. you get people like walk around and see you and you're like, oh, you look so great. And I'm like, right. oh my God, thank you. I would never think to compliment someone. It make, gives me anxiety. It's also right? not, but to judge someone is weird. Easy. You know what I mean? It's not weird, but it's mm-hmm. like rare. It's like if you were to walk down the street and see a male or a female who's well put together and well dressed and you were to approach them and say that, they 
it, it would be it's not something that happens every day they might be taken aback totally or we've created that yeah, totally we've created that right it should be yeah, like it should when be. somebody comes up and compliments you what do you feel nothing right. but amazing yeah. yeah right yeah so why are we holding back complimenting people I'm not trying to crank my own horn but there was a for like years now i've lived by this thing where it's like if you think something nice about someone i always go out of my way to tell them I and i think that's that. one of the craziest like things that i could do because first of all i met so many different people because yeah. of it and the reaction that you get from them reacting to you is yeah. just like it's amazing people you know or strangers no strangers, strangers all yeah. the time like in real I'm life or online on uh, both okay but i will and i have had my friends be like whoa that was so random why did you do that yeah. and i'm like i was thinking something nice about them and i wanted to say it yeah. see it's it i think it's a little bit harder for men too because you don't want to look like you're trying to hit on yeah. someone oh totally. so like i was out uh, the last <clears> time like uh, on a date with my girlfriend and there were these three girls taking some instagram photos and this one heavier set girl was beautiful beautiful complexion and i was like babe can you just go up and tell her that she has a beautiful complexion yeah <laughs> i'm like because I, I i don't want to go up there and tell her and my girlfriend is also a little bit shy too so she, we didn't but mm -hmm. i like i regretted it i walked away and i was like looking looking back and i was like oh, I told that thumbs up. and then she's thinking hey some big well, tatted guy is staring at me i yeah. yeah. walk away yeah now. i have a boyfriend okay i'm like holy fuck okay. yeah exactly that's, that's, that's what, that's what happens all the time it's like yeah. that the intent wasn't the intent was just to appreciate beauty or what have you no mm -hmm. other motives yeah. you know but you know mm -hmm. there are quite a few people out there that you know will have those motives which kind of makes it a bit yeah. difficult totally it, it's it's an interesting dynamic too between like the men and the women right like if a guy goes up to a, a woman and is like hey you look stunning beautiful she could take it either way compliment or be like no i have a boyfriend right mm -hmm. same thing with women women go up to other women and either they tell you you're beautiful because they're jealous yeah. right or they tell you beautiful for real so like you don't know how that person's taking it right totally. yeah. like you know how many chicks are like you know they don't like that girl like come on oh my god baby you're oh, so great that's you're the so worst. beautiful like why why do you say that <laughs> don't look at me please yeah, yeah. like you're in front of come me. on <laughs> Like now, if you don't like someone, like you're just wasting the energy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all about work smart, not hard, man. Like, Ugh. like you were saying about that Instagram post where um, you're trying to find the right one, and you said it wasn't even worth it. Like, you're spending all this time, especially hating people or hating yourself, or like, is it worth the amount of energy that you're putting out there? Are you getting that energy back? Mm -hmm. no. It's like any relationship. As I say, the best relationships are, I give you my energy. You take that energy, you build on it, you give it back to me. Totally. When it's something like Instagram. You're giving Instagram all your energy. Nothing's coming and back. And it's me. not coming back. Mm -hmm. Unless you're doing, unless there is something that's coming back, unless you're using it as marketing, a business, you know, some something, you're creating something so you for yourself. Brand, whatever. Exactly, yeah. right? You're making some money. I'm all for it, 100%. Well, I mean, I think there is a little bit, I think research has shown that when you get likes or DMs or whatever, you get a little dopamine, dopamine rush. Yeah. So there is that mm -hmm. in a sense. But I also wanted to touch on what Nolan said about complimenting strangers and whatnot. In your opinion, when you do it online versus in person, do you feel your intent is probably the same? Right. Mm -hmm. Genuineness or totally. whatever. But do you feel the um, reception or the impact is more, less, or the same, you know, online or in person? That's Ooh. a good question. I think in person, it's a lot more stronger because. It's potent. Yeah, I think on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, whatever it be, we're always kind of expecting comments mm -hmm. and people yeah. like kind of praising yeah. you. Like when you, when I post a picture, I know I get comments. Like yeah. it doesn't really affect like, affect me. Yeah. But when I'm outside and somebody comes and says, "Oh, you've really beautiful eyes. You have, I really like your style," I remember that way more than any one of my Instagram comments. So at what point? At what point does it become toxic? Right. Like so, you're saying that, you know, you expect the Instagram likes and comments, so. If you expect those comments and you have this number in your head and you don't get it, <clears throat> you're not happy. 
Mm-hmm. You could, you, you know, if, even, I, if within the first 10 minutes of it almost set number yeah. of likes, I'll delete it. Actually, see, that's wild totally. to me. That's I see crazy. chicks do that all the time. Because I know that my 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 overall won't do as as good. But gotta, isn't it just like, a, it could be maybe the time of day it, or someone didn't look at it or people. Sure, but I've just seen a repetitive, repetitive pattern that yeah. if I get at this number of likes by this amount of time, then my picture will do well. Okay. Do well in what sense though? Like what is well? The most likes, the most comments, and that's doing well. Uh, the most engagement, pretty okay. much. So, so you only post on Thursdays between I only 10 post on and Sundays 12. on seven between eight in the like, morning. On seven, no, between no, eight? Uh, uh, seven and eight <laughs> at <Sorry>. night. <laughs> <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Um, yeah, seven and eight on Sundays. PM. PM. Is that Wild. like a real thing? That's my real yeah. thing. That's my. I read that's that. my schedule. Wow. wow. Well, you, is yours a business account? Yep. So you have so insights. I can check all the so you know that Sunday is like your big day. Totally, and I over I have even before I was a business account, I knew that that was kind of when people mm-hmm. were engaging most of my posts because I realized that the next day, that's when I get the most likes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When they wake up, it's right there on their. Pretty feet. much, or when mm-hmm. they're chilling out after dinner. Interesting. Who's, who's waking up at seven p.m. on Sunday, bro? No, no, he's posting next seven morning. p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. So when those people wake up in the morning at nine, ten, or whatever, oh. that, that his is the first post that's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. But now it's an algorithm, right? So it really only shows you the people that you care about. Yeah. So like you're losing a lot of people are losing like, likes yeah. and stuff like that because it's only catering to the people that check on them constantly. Yeah, we're losing Nolan right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, my sister yeah. just fucking going off. It's family stuff. Fair. Do you need a moment? No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Want to call her up? Not looking. Put her online. <laughs> Put her online. I find that kind of stuff toxic, right? Because we, we as a society are going to get to a point where, like you said, you expect comments and likes. Mm-hmm. And when those comments and likes keep going up and up and up, and it's like three, four, five, six hundred. Exactly. So it's going to come to a point where you're maxed out, right? You've plateaued. People aren't as interested as they used to be. And you have this you know, number in your head and you don't get it. So now you posting is actually making you more upset than it's making you feel better. Whereas right now, so when you're out with people and somebody compliments you, that's an instant hit. You, you're instantly, you feel like you're tingling. You're like, Oh my God, thank you. That was so like uncalled for, but now he's <laughs> posting or people, people are posting expecting these numbers yeah. and then they get three, four, five, six, seven hundred, mm-hmm. which is 700 more than I get. And they're unhappy. Yeah. Right. So like who's happier here? Is it the person with 600 followers or is it the person that's constantly trying to catch up to their 25,000, 50,000, their thousand likes, 2000 likes? Like it's so detrimental to your health, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, think, I think a lot of those comments, <clears throat> I mean, when I look at these, you know, um, quote unquote, by the way, I also heard someone refer, refer to quotations as inverted commas, which I think is dope. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> influencers. Um, they all post, and we've talked about it before, they post the same generic comments on each other's. And I think, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know if I asked you this before, but are people now doing commenting twice on the same um, picture just to increase comments or something? I've I, never noticed people doing that. No. Well, look, look I on will somebody's, do it if I really like the picture. I've seen it almost on every influencer. It commented on by another influencer. It'll be like one comment that says, you're so hot, you don't even know what. And then another comment that's just emojis. Oh, mm. that's that's just you fangirling for the person. Like really? I do that yeah. all the time. Wow. Like, so almost like emoji, emoji, emoji. Oh my god, it's so fucking hot. I'll do another one where you're like, oh, I can't even deal with this picture. Blah. If you notice, all those Insta- not all, but a lot of those Instagram influencers are in little pods. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just one yeah. one female model. No. It's 100 female models in a group, and anytime someone posts, all of them have to 
comment on that's that other person. Yeah. So we're that's hyping each other crazy. up, right? It's like a it's a strategic business move, right? It works, man. Because I've seen you know a couple people that I follow, then I'll see them on the story. Follow this person, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's person that's pretty good, whatever, and then. Boom, their fucking shit just I'm, goes to the roof. I'm all for everything on Instagram if it's helping people. Like, if it's like Akio posts the workouts, yeah, he's flexing. Like, I did this, I did Subtle that. Flex, try another, yeah, I did a triathlon, <laughs> I did all this kind of stuff. But, like he said, people message him and they're like, that was inspiring. I'm out at the gym today just because of that, right? right. I'm all for that. If you're helping people with mental health or you're pe- helping people with um, anxiety or you're just talking to people, and like, I'm all for. Anything that you post that's going to be positive towards people. If it's something like you're posting a Facetune photo and all these 12-year-old girls are looking at these tiny waists, big li- tiny waists, big lips, fake, all this kind of stuff, you know, it's just detrimental to their health. Right. Like, where are we going to be 21 years from now? We've got all these little girls growing up. Our entire face is going to be our lips. Well, how many, gr- <laughs> <laughs> how many girls in the city look like Kim Kardashian? How many girls in the city look like another girl in the city? There's like a group oh, of six girls oh. in the city that all look the same. All look the same, yeah. Identical. And it's like, it's that's not, not beautiful girls, to me. It's all of Yale yeah. Town. It's, but that's not beautiful to me. It's uniqueness yeah. is beautiful to me, right? right? Like, that's the one thing. Like, uh, of course they're beautiful. I kind of right? like it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I think that's because, though, <laughs> that's because you grew up in a generation where that original look came from, like, sexualiz- sexual- sexualization. Oh, like yeah, that, it's a porn dolls. star look. So these sex dolls, which is normal now mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. be a baddie or whatever, mm-hmm. came from what you were looking at in porn years ago. True. Valid. Yeah. Totally. I want to ask Luca, um, like I said, you're pretty active on social media. You're opinionated. You're unapologetically yourself. Very. Now, have there been any posts that you've done that you can recall where you had some, like, you know, like feedback that was controversial? Oh, my God. Because I've oh seen some of you posts. I'm like, yikes. I mean, he's going to blow up the internet. Give me one. Fuck. This, this <laughs> almost, like, I, I mean, just I remember just reading that industry one and I was like, wow. The industry one gets me heated, man. Like mm-hmm. I, it's it's pat I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm a longshoreman, man. I make great money, and none of that shit fucking bothers me. Like the we go on second lockdown, mm-hmm. I'm making money. Right. I'm gonna be in a better place when we come out of second lockdown than before, right? The industry, Akil, he's my friend. Like my girlfriend works in the industry. I, I, a lot of my acquaintances are industry people and it's those people that treat you with respect all the time, make room for you, get tables, give you free shots, take care of your meals, all this kind of stuff. And now they were the first to go, right? No one batted an eye. No one cared. Right. Right. They didn't have any help. They didn't have any support. And now we have people like still not following the rules and Every time I see someone not following the rules, it's a direct disrespect to my industry friends, my business owners, right? I'm worried about them. Mm-hmm. I worry about them all the time. I'm trying to make moves in the next couple of years that I can be able to pull my friends out of the industry and give them secure jobs. Like that's my goal for the next few years. Right. So for me, that was really passionate because I have Akio, right? <clears throat> He's got businesses down here that aren't working, right? He's floating them. Like he doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. How many times have you taken care of every single person in Yale Town by letting them in somewhere? No, every single person. Well, I'm <laughs> saying like rel- rel- no, no, I feel like you're saying. Person, I appreciate right? that. Sentiment. And then same thing with like the, my homies at the Greek and Guapo and 
even my Stoke and Pierre's. And oh, okay, <laughs> but the, I don't know if you know where Nolan works. I know. <laughs> I, know I do my homework, right? There you go. And uh, parlor and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, we, and I used to work there, and we always accommodate people. We accommodate the regulars. We all this kind of stuff. And it's like when you see those regulars disregarding the rules and partying in large groups and house parties and, bio, you know, all this kind of stuff, it's just, it's just I don't care about you. Yeah, I care I, about me. But that one, that was a good, like, so did you have any negative feedback from... I had a couple people that messaged me to give me their opinions, and then uh, I'm pretty open about hearing yeah. people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I Like I said, I like I like being, uh, I like having someone call me out. So I had a few people that kind of just messaged me to give me their opinion, and then I commented back, and they no-showed. They just kind of wanted to give me yes. their fucking opinion. Right. But, I mean, uh, one, one good one was... Um, a lot of the industry people are also partying, so they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's totally valid. Like, I know a lot of people that are doing that because it's their identity, right? Totally. We're like, uh, we're that's a packed we species, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was the industry post. It was just heated, man, because I see so many of my friends struggle. So yeah. many people quit the industry, right? So many people, you know, had to move out and move back home and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's just sad. Like me, I, I don't necessarily believe in the COVID. I don't think it's as big as it as what we're doing right now. Right. The What I know is, is that you don't beat the government. No. So if the government wants you to do something, you partying with 30 people in your penthouse at home, acting cool, like you're like, the, like they're just going to stop doing what they're doing. Right. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. The government's been around 4,500 years BC. You can't topple that. You can't keep uh, fuck it. I'm going to Ivy. Fuck it. We're having house parties. Fuck the government. Fuck this. Fuck that. No, man, they're going to constrict you more. This isn't a battle you win. Yeah. This isn't a battle 100, you know, 100,000 people in Vancouver or Toronto or whatever bind together and do a 100,000 person march. The government doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You have 500,000 people marching, no masks and stuff like that. The government's like, cool. You guys don't like masks? Cool. Second lockdown. Right. Why do the government takes half your money all the time? You think you care about your rights? No. But what I'm doing is I'm keeping my circle small. I'm trying not to party and all that kind of stuff so we can get out of this so my homies can get back into the jobs, making money, being comfortable, not leaving the paycheck, paycheck, not worrying, racking up their credit cards. It's just, it's sad, man. It's just, you know, people are struggling. So what do you think, obviously, with Halloween right around the corner? Trouble. One of the biggest fucking party nights of the year. Trouble. We saw it happen in Vancouver in the summer where there was one house party that had like an 80% 40, yeah. fucking 45 people infected yeah, exactly. from one uh, PR party. Do you, <laughs> do we feel, do we feel that there's going to be, like, like, why don't you guys say that? Just say it. You, you can have me on the I show once a week. Just, you guys can have me on the show once no, a week. I didn't just even know it was a PR party. No? Oh, I knew it was a party. Oh yeah, it was a party. I didn't know those. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It was a fucking whore party. Let's talk about it. Why party when there's no whores? Oh, so this with Halloween coming up, what do you guys think? Do you think there's going to be some underground? 100%. Another party? Super spreading parties? Yeah, same. I think this whole like house party thing is definitely not like this whole lockdown yeah. is increasing the numbers totally. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, it's also strategic too, right? You have to think like I'm not a conspiracy theorist person whatsoever. I'm, I'm a realist. When the government dialed back the restaurants and cut you guys to like, you know, 11 o'clock. Mm hmm. Not even like not 10. even ten, right? Yeah. So that gives you the BC liquor stores are open till eleven. Exactly. Right? So now you're leaving the restaurant, which is probably the safest place you can be, mm-hmm. right? Because they're cleaning, everybody's wearing masks, everything. It's it gloves, Table all that six. stuff, everything, yeah. right? So now you're leaving this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anyway, you're leaving this safe environment. Bubble. Now, yeah, you're leaving the safe environment, and then you're going to the liquor store to buy government booze to go back home. 
and drink that government booze with well, your 20 homies. Fucking, yeah. yeah. And then the government's making back that money that they've been dishing out to CRB, right? They're not stupid, man. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know what I mean? They, they got to look out for themselves. Well, here's that hilarious. And they keep feeding you bullshit. Like, it's okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to protect you. Here's another thousand dollars. That's your fucking money. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you the money that you need to survive. Like, that's your money already. Like, they're spending it for you. Right. Well, here's a here's a thought I had. It's kind of a conspiracy theory, but not really. Um, so my thought is that if there was more testing, quick testing, available testing, it would solve a lot of yes, things. Yes, 100%. Um, but with the vaccine being kind of close, you know, ish compared, you know, to how it was in March, um, and how much money there is in that. Yeah, they're dialing back, right? Would, like, would you, do you guys think that maybe that they're, they're not going to release this, this, the test, even though they're probably ready to mass produce them well, because there's more money in the vaccines that'll be ready soon? Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know if that's exactly the case, but there has I, to be I, some I, sort of financial incentive. Yeah, like it, it's expensive Point testing blank. people, right? They're testing people around the clock. Yeah. Right. So, like, when you go in there, they were testing people right away. Now it's like, do you have symptoms? Like we're only testing people with symptoms. We're only testing people with severe symptoms, mm-hmm. right? So they're spending all this money and I'm sure somebody at the top's like, well, the vaccine's coming, right? Why are we spending all this money right yeah. now when it could be solved in three months? You know, like it's- So let's all exert spending. more energy exactly. and money testing it, everybody. The whole system's, it's it's flawed. We've, we've went about this the complete wrong way. I, I, but it's hard, think, because, right? but is there a better way to go about it? Because I feel like our financial incentives and that financial greed- dates back to like, like yeah. way before any of this. So well, it's like, how do you even, how do you do a situation like COVID without that, without there being someone that's like, how can we make the most money? So out of one thing that people don't understand is that co- the whole COVID thing isn't, a, isn't an issue about mortality rate, right? It's not about people dying. Mm-hmm. It's about people overwhelming the healthcare system. So now we're sitting around here and we're protecting the healthcare system by it being overwhelmed. Right. So, so we know that our healthcare system can't support all of the people in Canada why are we not directing more money to the healthcare system so that we can transition through pandemics all the time? This is the first pandemic. Like how many times have you guys heard on like, I watch lots of documentaries and stuff. And it's like, they always talk about superbugs. They always talk about antibiotics working less and less and less. Mm-hmm. There's less and less antibiotics that work every day because these bugs are getting smarter and smarter. We have to transition to a system that's able to support all of, you know, all of the citizens here instead of having to go in lockdowns because our hospitals can't support people being sick. That's, I mean? a, that's a great point. Like, why haven't we put more money into building more hospitals? We haven't, yeah. not a penny. In, instead of... Not a penny. And the, 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 the issue... Have done. Yeah, <laughs> and the issue is overwhelming hospitals mm-hmm. everywhere. It's not just Canada, right? London just shut down because they, they're worried that the spikes are going to overwhelm hospitals. So if we know that the issue is the care that we're providing our citizens. Why aren't we doing Why are we more? not doing Because this is our first pandemic. Mm-hmm. People are acting like this is going to be the last one. We had the Spanish flu. We had one before that. It's every like 20 years we have a pandemic, right? Uh, the I think it's like 100 years. 100 <laughs> years. <laughs> I think it's 20. What was the Spanish flu? Oh yeah, 1918. Years, yeah. We had bird, uh, swine flu. Oh we have uh, yeah, those like, those yeah. like SARS, SARS and all that. SARS, yeah. yeah. Those There's always something, frequently. right? Yeah. So it's like, we know that this is a problem. We know that we're trying to protect our healthcare system from being overwhelmed by people coming to the hospital. And we have zero money going into that right now. Why? When are we going to? Someone. We keep getting subsidies from this government instead of having the government be like, hey, let's solve the main issue. We yeah. can't support everyone being sick. Let's find a healthcare system that can. But why do you think like New Zealand has done crazy good? Like I was watching a rugby game the other day. They had a f- like 30,000 people in the stands. 
they their prime minister got reelected like with a ninety eight percent. I don't know, crazy. She just yeah, she killed was great, it. right? Yeah. So what did they do differently than everywhere else? Is it just because maybe New Zealanders are more law abiding, and if a government says this, they all do it, mm-hmm. or is it? I don't. Maybe they just got lucky, or you know, what do you think? This, their secret potion is. I'm not sure. I haven't looked more into their pro- protocols, honestly. Yeah, I think they I've, shut down what right did away. They do? I think they what? shut down right away, yeah, and yeah. that's really all. Like, I've looked at. Sure. Were so, they doing a curfew? Were they having mass mandatory? What like what? So I, I I don't know much about the New Zealand, but it is an island, right? I don't think New Zealand gets as much traffic as Australia does. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easier for them once they shut down the airports to be able to contain something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think the population is super huge either. But like if you look at places like Sweden and you look at places like in um, Northeast Europe and stuff like that, a lot of them didn't even do the quarantine. A lot of them didn't do the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. What they did was they treated these issues that people were having as certain issues instead of everything being covid like it is here in like let's say all of north america you go into the hospital and most of the times you're going to come in feeling sick and they're going to it's covid right yeah Mm -hmm. in europe what they did was they didn't just say covid 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 they're like hey you have pneumonia let's treat the pneumonia right they didn't have those COVID cases because they were treating the illnesses for what they were instead of thinking it was some type of pandemic, right? Right, and that you have to self-isolate. Exactly, and what they were doing, we did it backwards. They were protecting their immune-deficient citizens first, whereas we locked everyone down to protect those people, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas we should have been like, okay, we need to protect the people that need protection, the old people in the care homes, uh, people with autoimmune deficiencies, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Those people need to be cautious. Don't go outside. Don't touch people. Don't go around people. Don't visit but we your grandma. Shut, don't visit your grandma. I didn't see my grandma. I saw my grandma through a window, mm-hmm. right? Like it sucked. And then she passed away. Like that was the last time I saw her. I'm so it's sorry. It's like you couldn't see it. Thank you. You couldn't see her this entire pandemic. And then the one time you can, it's like, why she was mm. dying? You know, it's, just, it's terrible. But it's like, why did we shut down the entire economy to protect how many people died in BC? Oh, I think Canada's what? 3,000? The numbers are yeah, aren't I'm not even massive. sure the numbers. No, so we shut down the entire and uh, three thousand, even one death is terrible. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We shut down for three thousand. Like that is terrible. But was did we need to shut down for three thousand, or could we have protected those three thousand right off the bat? Right. There's a pandemic coming. Okay, lockdown care homes. Your you know autoimmune disease. Please don't go out. Wear a mask all the time. Don't go around those people. But instead, we're like, no, everything's locked down. Yeah. But did they not? But did they not say that in the beginning of lockdown to not go around? I mean, compromise people. Yeah, but I mean, they locked us all down. Right. Why didn't they just, you know, like lock, lock down the care homes? We... I'm not saying lock those people down, but tell those people like, do everything should have been be at, uh, be what's it called uh, at your own risk. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it should have been. You want to go to the grocery store? You want to get COVID? It's at your own risk. Right? We shouldn't have locked down the whole yeah. country, right? I mean, let's go from one extreme to the other. Um, New Zealand, obviously, we can agree, has done a great job. Things seem pretty normal there, from what I can tell. Now you look at America, the other end of the spectrum. How did they fuck it up so bad? I don't think they fucked it up. You don't think so? No, I think they did it on purpose. You think? Oh, wow. So you, you, you say you're well, a conspiracy you theory, right. guy. I, this is a, definitely I, a conspiracy I, theory. No, I, I just don't. I think that... You know, they have a president in there that only cares about the top percent. Yeah. So if the top percent are the healthy can get health care and all that kind of stuff, what's the point of locking down? Mm-hmm. If that's the only people you care about. Yeah. All the people that died in the States were poverty stricken, right? Yeah. Didn't have health care. I mean, the Jeff Bezos of the world have 
done really well yeah. over there over COVID. multiplied doubled yeah. their profits it's, right. it's 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 insane so tell me if you actually cared about those people you would have done something for them instead of being like no you have nothing to worry about guys no masks no go nothing bleach. go yeah do it's stupid wild right mm-hmm. it, like how can you think that someone cares about the country if they if they didn't lock things down and they're, they're still fighting it then how would you explain or what's your opinion although on those protests in the states where you know, they, they're like thousands of people marching without masks. So stupid. Those people, obviously, do you think they are like just kind of like mesmerized by Trump saying that it's not a thing? And they're just like, well, if he believes it, like our government believes that it's not a real, a real issue, why are our freedoms being taken away? Where. See, that's like, that's where that whole conspiracy theories come in, right? It's like, oh, they're putting us on lockdown. They're taking our guns because later they're going to take us and it's going to be a fair. <laughs> you know, a authority state and like, G all over the like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's fear mongering, right? It's, it, and those people wearing the masks, they, they're oblivious. They're, they're being fed garbage all the time, right? By like a con man. The guy's a f- fucking car salesman. You hear him talk and he's just, he's always trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. Well, the other, the next debate are the final debates tomorrow. Thank God it's muted. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah it's gonna, they're, gonna, muted. they're muting oh, like the, each their, person, their, their, their mic with, so the other pe- person can speak without oh, being interrupted. <laughs> we should interrupt. We should mute our fucking mics in here. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me that button. I mean, another thing with COVID that I think you guys obviously all know is that, I mean, overdoses, I think globally have gone up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, since this all started, um, and I read somewhere that alcohol-related deaths, oh, increased, are like more than uh, in North America anyway, are more than all drug-related deaths combined. And yet, booze is legal. There's commercials on booze. Yeah. Yesterday, I was watching a you know a nice frothy commercial about like white claws or something. I'm like, okay, this is well. They know you're at home. Surreal. But they know you're at home. But they, 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 but they can, we yeah. can, we can, we can actively market this, you know, drug, alcohol, mm-hmm. when it kills more people than all the other drugs the combined. Other drugs. It's yeah. like ninety thousand people a year in North America or some, or the states maybe, die a year from booze-related deaths, whether it's drinking, driving, or whatever. Um, and then it's about eighty thousand deaths for all the drug overdoses. But the scary number of that eighty thousand, forty thousand is from opioids. Mm-hmm. And so we're not really doing a ton that I can see, especially in Vancouver. Like I said, man, they don't care. It's it's all about the bottom pretending line, pretending like I care. And you know, here's here it's it's pretending that you care. It's it's you're promising a cake, it's promising crumbs, and then giving you something else. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is so amazing. Like the whole homeless situation. It's like, okay, let's move them out of that camp. Now they're in another camp. Okay, now let's put them in there somewhere a little bit better. So that everybody thinks that we're doing something great, but realistically, are they so- are they solving the overdose crisis? No. Is it an overdose crisis or is it a mental health crisis? Yeah. Right. Nobody down there is completely sound body and mind. Yeah. You're doing mm-hmm. drugs because of something. You're suppressing the demons. Yeah. Right. You need to shut the voices up in your head. I think we've all been there. Right. It's like you come home and you have a drink because you can't stand listening to yourself you you have anxiety you had a rough day you had all this you're bored it's masking right it's it, exactly so it's a mental health issue all our homeless people it's it's not a drug issue and it's like we're just trying to throw money at it mm-hmm. and do to whatever that we can let's disappear. give it clean let's do let's get them clean all this kind of stuff like it's just pushing it under the rug right until the next government at the end of the month takes over and it's not their problem anymore and yeah it's crazy i mean i i drove here and i saw quite a few tents and 
guys, you know, pulling down their tents, and they seem like, you know, it's, it's they were just down on their luck for for whatever reason. And I thought about it myself. If I had to go from my current life to living in a tent on Main Street, I would probably start fucking using drugs to get through the day. Totally. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think I I'd like to think that if the any one of us were in that kind of situation that we would find a solution because of our strong mental health. So like, let's say we got kicked out of our home. We got to live in a tent for a week or whatever, mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks or a couple months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we're accustomed to a certain lifestyle. We have strong mental health. It would be shitty. It would, you know, we would be sad. We would be depressed, but would you be getting up looking for a job? Probably. Right. Yeah, true, would you right. be saving your last dollars or, or panhandling to be able to shower at the YMCA? hundred percent right? That's that mental health. You have strong mental health. You're going to go down there and you're going to persevere. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with someone that doesn't have that mental health, it's just going to continue to break them. And yeah. the system's not there to support them. We've had this conversation before on here, but we talked about how provision of our, like of our country's fucking money isn't going towards the right solutions. No, and that we're wrong. going into things that are there to mask all these problems. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. We're not focusing on the main issue. We're focusing on yeah superficial shit exactly it's just a it's a smoke and mirrors kind of thing mm -hmm. right it's like you want something and they just do something else and make you happy about it and you forget about this until later somebody else posts about it then you're fuck you're mad about it again and okay you're mad about it we're going to donate this and it's it's nothing it's minuscule and it's hard because you know speaking about the poverty issue the drug um issue these mental health issues haven't become a thing until recently no so i don't think anybody really accepted that Uh, mental health can be that debilitating and can be that effective in someone's life. Exactly. I I was just having a conversation about that yesterday and it was, you know, anxiety and panic attacks and mental health. They weren't a thing 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. You just fucking went, you 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 kept doing it. it. You did it. Right. Like you just worked through it. Now it's like, now we understand how detrimental that stuff is. Like your mental health is the most important thing for you. Like Mm -hmm. it, it is, it literally will project you into success or, or anchor you down into, drug abuse like your mental health is is literally what dictates where you're going in life if you're not strong mentally how are you going to be able to handle the ups and downs of a business how are you going to handle ups and downs of work the pandemic losing a job all this kind of stuff mental health i always say man it's the most important thing it's your biggest asset you have to have it right self-reflect meditate i journal every morning right Mm -hmm. like I, i always tell people like simplest things man affirmations you don't have to believe them right away that's not what they're for you put them down to tell yourself like I am beautiful, you don't think so? Well, keep writing it because you are until you believe until it. you figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's little things like that, right? People might hate me for what I'm about to say, but why do you think, um, you know, the gener- generation before us, where people were beginning to do affirmations, um, focus more on mental health? Why were we able to? Why wasn't it a conversation earlier? Like, what made our parents able to keep continuing? And what's the difference now with people trying to make it more of a topic of conversation i think for me the one thing i always like to talk about is um crying mm-hmm. boys don't cry right boys don't cry right you got to be tough you got to be a man right that's kind of like one of the things that i always do is i try and break that that mold of what a man is mm-hmm. right if i want to dress feminine i dress feminine if i want to tell my my homies and my buddies that i love them i love i will on the phone it bothers my dad all the time mm-hmm. i'll be on the phone i'm like okay buddy love you Who's that? Oh, it's my buddy. Like you're, you're like a man friend. I'm like, yeah. You tell him you love him. Yeah, of course I do. Oh, that's so weird. No, yeah. that's manly. You know why it's manly? Cause I'm going to fuck what you think. Mm-hmm. That's what's manly. I don't care. I want to kiss some guy on the cheek. want to kiss some guy on the, don't, don't care. I want to break those molds. 
right? And that's what those molds, being a man, is what got us where we are, where like mental health is affecting us. It's like, no, you don't cry. You're right. not allowed to cry. And how many dudes you know now, especially that your girlfriends date that are poor communicators? Toxic masculinity. 100%. Mm -hmm. So now you have these guys that were told their whole lives, boys don't cry, be a man, man up, Show grow some emotion. balls. Grow some balls. Grow some balls. Balls Balls are weak. You kick them balls, you're down on the ground, right? <laughs> Somebody called me a pussy the other day for not calling people out on Instagram. I, came, I was going back on what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I was like, you're such a fucking pussy. And I like messaged her back. I was like, thank you. I'm like, pussies are beautiful, <laughs> resilient works of art. I'm like, they get beat up all the time and they bounce back just like normal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, balls are weak. You just little flick to the balls, you're down on the ground, right? Ma toxic masculinity is, is terrible. I'm an Eastern European guy. I mm -hmm. grew up in a family of all men like that. Homophobic, right? Racist. Men are men. Men are men. Ma like toxic masculinity. It, it's Was it's, it's wild and yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Well, one thing I hate is being alpha maled. You ever have guys come oh. up to you? You ever have guys come up to you and like grab your shoulder? Hey buddy, shake you and shit like that? Fucking annoying. Yeah. It's, fucking um, hate that. Get your I, fucking hand off me. It. I think I have such a big issue against people who are hyper masculine like that. Yeah. They know it's like, it's sure. not that. It's wild. It's all like a fucking front. You know what a real man does? He's not the first one to walk in the room. He's the last, right? He's authentic to himself. Of, of course. You know? Right? You take care of the women. I grew up, my dad, I love him. He was crappy. Just a Eastern European toxic man. Mm -hmm. The women in my life have made me who I am today. I'm so grateful for all the women. I respect women's so much i used to be an abuser right i used to be in an abusive relationship mm -hmm. women are what's good with this world and that like that's big for me toxic masculinity is terrible it's terrible for the men it's terrible for the women it's terrible for relationships communication communication is key right in mm -hmm. everything you do when someone says in anything that you do you're just like communication is key you can be like yep you're right so now we've bred these people back in the day boys don't cry don't adhere to your feelings, don't listen to yourself, don't be held accountable, don't do this. And now you have all these dudes and chicks are complaining about relationships because they can't communicate. They don't know how, they don't know how to control their feelings because they've never embraced them. I cry, I cry twice a week. And I, I guess the difference now is that we're telling people in this generation that it's okay to do that. Exactly, right? right. We, we're, we're breaking the norms mm -hmm. and that's what I love, right? Like I vote NDP just because of my work, I'm a union and stuff like that. But I mean the liberal agenda with, you know, diversity and uh, LGBTQ and indigenous people and all that kind of stuff. Like as a society, we have to grow uh, as a society. Let's say as a society, you're only as strong as your weakest citizen. Right. Profound. Profound. Well, think about it. If you're in, if we got six people in this room yeah, and one of us is sick, what is the, like, what, is, what happens to the rest of us? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We're all getting sick or we're spending enough energy trying to build them up. Exactly. It's, it, you're, you know, your society is only as strong as the weakest person. And like, like you were saying, the opioid and the alcoholism and all this kind of stuff. It's like, we don't really have a strong society. We, we can't even take care of the people that need taken care of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a, I don't even know how the future is going to look like. Cause like you were saying, your father, for example, is how he is. I'm assuming because how he was raised and what his normal was. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about what our normal is. Mm -hmm. Now what's the normal going to be for the next generation? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be the same? Probably not. No. There's probably going to be another 
deviation or, or yeah. swerve into another type of behavior. Where we look like that. Yeah, we're exactly. We're in, yeah. The exactly. Growing, we're in the growing pain stage. So I think right now everybody's really hypersensitive. We've come from having men and, and women suppress everything to now everybody's projecting everything. Yeah. You have to care about this. You have to care about that. My feelings, my feelings, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're hypersensitive. If you don't agree with me, you're against me. Exactly. Because it's a huge change. Exactly. So this isn't where we're stopping, right? This is no the, way. This is this is the bounce back effect from, you know, um, from holding your feelings, from not mm-hmm. communicating. Now we're over communicating. We're telling people things that they don't need to know. We're we're just projecting everything, all this energy, right? And these are our growing pains. In a few years, I'm, you know, you hope that wave settles down into something that's a little bit more stable and less abrasive and confrontational. Everything that right now is confrontational. Right? Yeah. If you don't for like, those of you listening, like we were only a couple of years, like a couple of years ago, we were in that generation where yeah. we weren't allowed to speak up, no. weren't allowed to share mental yeah. health. We had to keep working, keeping the manly man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, we're just in the growing pains area. Yeah. We're just hitting the transitional. Yeah. I think period. it's that bounce back effect. I think we're in a wild time right now where it's like very uncertain and everybody's kind of heated. People are frustrated. They're out of jobs. It's a pandemic exhaustion, right? It's yeah. a fatigue. It's, it's COVID fatigue, right? So like, yeah, we're in those. <laughs> That's a symptom. So it is. Fatigue, yeah. You feel fatigue. Go to well, the it's a mental health fatigue, right? Imagine being locked up at home for two weeks. Oh, totally. Even, as a, even as a healthy I person. Have. So we talked about mental health and strengthening that. How, I think that looks different to everyone, even in this room. Mm-hmm. Like Luca, you mentioned that one of the things that you do are you journal mm-hmm. um, and you meditate. Um, is there anything else that you do that? Structure. That, for structure. me, it's actually structure is like the main thing. Um, the more that I can have a structured routine, mm-hmm. the more I get done, the better I feel. Um, for me, when I was at my lowest low, I was really bad. Like I was, I didn't go out too often. Like if you had come up to me on the street when I was at my low and like two and a half years ago and just touched me on the shoulder, mm-hmm. I would have burst into tears. I was fucked. I was a shell of a human. No kidding. I'm not even kidding you. People would hug me. I'd start crying like dead. So for me, it was, I read so a lot sorry. of, that's oh, okay. Thank you. It, you know what? Trauma builds character. Exactly. Right. Happiness. Happiness is like the water. Everybody can have happiness if they want it. You have mm-hmm. some water, have it. But trauma is the river, right? Trauma sh- directs you where you're going in life. It's what builds your character. It's what makes you who you are. So I'm, it was a shitty time in my life, but I'm thankful because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't get forced to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that I was really good at that really helped me was um, a few self-help uh, books, uh, checklists, like small checklists, dude, make coffee. Cause it made me feel like a, a normal human being looking back at my day being like, okay, you made coffee, you made the bed, you took the dog for a walk. Okay. You're not a piece of shit. Right. Whereas you don't journal or you don't make checklists. You're like, what the fuck did you do today? You know what I mean? It's these little wins that you need for your mental health. It's not big strides. It's, I always <clears> say <throat> progress, not perfection, right? This isn't a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a marathon that doesn't end. You mental health is every day. Every day I have to choose to be happy. Right? Every day I have to choose to make those decisions to keep me happy. So like what you were asking, like, what are the things that helped me, that helped me get there? It was journaling, checklist, and I actually started um, strengthening my mental health by one week of no sugar. Mm. It was weird, right? Like I was in such a down place that I needed just an easy win. So my first thing was journaling, checklists, and I cut sugar. And if I could cut sugar out for the week, then I'm going to make it two weeks. 
Now, if I can cut sugar out for two weeks, I can be diligent with my health for a week. If I can cut that out, I can stop talking to my ex for a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then it was those little wins mm -hmm. that helped me distance myself from the toxicity, right? Those little wins constantly, the checklist. Like I tell, like I tell all my friends, anybody that you know needs to journal, or I think everybody should journal and, and counseling. You have no idea how much childhood trauma you have until you talk to someone about your past life. I agree. And they're I, like, I, I agree. Sorry. Yeah, and they're like, you're like this because of this that happened when you were nine years old, and you're like, what? That makes perfect sense, right? I mean, I take. I feel like this, like this podcast for me is kind of like my journaling. therapeutic. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. Creativity, you know, it's get the to, best. Yeah, creativity, 100%. get to speak to, you know, interesting people all the time, get their takes on things like, you know, Luke and I have known each other for quite a while. We we obviously had a lot of conversations, mm -hmm. but none of them are quite as directed as this one has been. Mm -hmm. um, These are my favorite. I, I, I don't want to talk to you about the weather. I don't care. If I don't, I, even strangers. Sorry. If somebody comes up to me at a table and is like, I just had the shittiest day, my fucking this happened and this happened. Let's I'm, talk about it. I'm right there. I'm like, yeah, tell me. Right. If you're like, oh, how you been? How's work? I'm like, I'm. Why, why even start the fucking conversation? The, it's the same way, shit all the time. The best way to show support for someone is to share in their burden. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, or at least try to lighten it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I like, I'm an empath, so like, when I see people hurting, even on Instagram, like, I'll reach out. If I see someone post someone like about their dead aunt or dead bum, even if I've only known you once, I'm sending thirty five fucking hearts. Like that to me, I want to support people. I want like when people are hurting, that's when they need you the most. Mm -hmm. And if they're reaching out to you on Instagram, they know, you know, <laughs> you know, they need someone, you know, they want someone. They might not be asking for it, but you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, deep, 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 deep the only structures, um, the structures that you were mentioning before and like the kind of the way that you were going about strengthening your mental health, I think that helps people not give up. Cause I think that's a big big thing that yeah. people can try to do these things but they end up giving up it's those like i said the small wins man you don't have to go and be the number one athlete in the gym it, sometimes just waking up and doing a, a walk that's good enough mm -hmm. you know what i mean it doesn't have to be something drastic or it doesn't have to be a strict schedule or anything like that small wins everybody's has different wins for them right my wins can be bigger and your wins can be smaller or vice versa it doesn't matter you got to do for your mental health what's right for you mm -hmm. right and uh, that's actually one other thing that i did for my mental health was i reached out to my family and my friends when i was at a really low low and i said look i can't be here for me right now i can't take care of myself right now don't text me you know don't call me don't check up on me because it frustrates me let me reach out to you I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm not gonna do something fucking crazy. Just give me some space to deal with myself because I don't have the capacity to take care of me, let alone respond to you. Right. I got no capacity. So one thing you have to do when you know your mental health is important <clears throat> is be selfish. But explain to your friends why you're being selfish. I don't have the capacity for love right now. Right. I will like I was seeing someone or I was seeing other people and like I would tell people right away. I'm like, look, I don't have the capacity for dates. If you want to come over, like watch a movie or something like that, that's cool. But I don't have the capacity. If I, 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 I you text me to fuck <laughs> <laughs> to feel the dopamine. <laughs> you got to get that uh, post, post not clarity. Post yeah. not clarity. Sorry, you're having a moment there. I had to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like self love, man. Like you just got to take care of yourself, especially if you're really struggling with mental health. It's you know you have to be selfish, but you can 
talk to people about it. Let people know why you're not being out, why you're not responding to texts, why you're not doing this. People understand, man. That's the one thing people don't get is they're embarrassed to talk about their mental health. They're embarrassed to cry and stuff like that. Like you don't cry, right? Like you haven't cried this month. <laughs> no, you're right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's like, but I mean, same thing with you. Like, you know, you have ups and downs. Yeah. You're not a perfect we're human. All human. Yeah, we exactly. all, we're all human and people are embarrassed about these things. But honestly, man, it's, it's what connects us. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, listening to someone talk about something deep and traumatic, that's our connection. Anybody can go out and talk about roller coasters and butterflies and being happy and all this kind of stuff. It takes a real strong person to be able to open up to other people about their traumas, troubles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that actually creates more connection with people, even strangers, than partying or having a fun time can traumatic bonds. What do you like? Obviously, you you're you know, your little wins you, you referenced like. What advice would you give someone who tries to go that route and, you know, has little stumbling blocks along the way? And then would you just say, just try again, try yeah. again? Peaks and valleys, man. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, like when you said sugar, for example, if I were to try to cut sugar, I'd fail a lot. So you don't have to. So like I said, you like me too. I love sugar, right? Yeah. So let's say you don't have to cut sugar. Let's yeah. say you minimize it. So now yeah. we're eating smart sweets all week. Ooh, delicious. Right? Exactly. Shout out smart sweets. Exactly. Sponsor yeah. us. Sponsor. Yeah, please <laughs> send us those American yeah. ones. I got the American ones on the way. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, like I said, it's, it's small wins. It all depends on the person. Like my small win can be tiny compared to your small win. But right. if you stumble, have you ever stumbled? Have you ever A attempted? Lot. And then what do you do in that? You got to, you restart. It's not okay. the end. You got to restart just like anything else. You got to like I said, I, I have a few of my like posts, like recently, especially over the last couple of years have been like you're saying, everybody posts, um, the best, right? I make a lot of posts that are like, Hey, this was my shit time. Mm -hmm. Look at how, look, look at my crap body. And this is where I got back. I've done that multiple times, yeah. right? Because it's not a consistent up it's peaks and valleys. You can't always have an amazing time. You can have the best attitude about something, but you can't, you're not always going to have the best easiest journey. Mm -hmm. You're always going to get knocked down. It took me two years. Pro yeah, it took me a solid two years to get rid of my ex-girlfriend to let go. Right. Right. Like two years. It was like you, you have three good days and then you relapse. Then you have two good weeks and then you relapse. Then you have one good month and you relapse. That's progress. We're progress, not, for, not perfection. Right. Yeah. That's what we're after. Nobody's perfect. Why were we striving for it? Progress, not per perfection. If you're 1% better every day, that's amazing. If you're 0.5% better every day, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. This isn't a race, right? You got to just get, it's not Ooh, about how many thought. Yeah. Damn. It's not how many times you get knocked down, right? Like in boxing, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up, yeah. right? Get up. You got to get up. It's if important you, that in those moments where you're, you know, journaling, mm -hmm. doing these things to help your mental health, that it's okay that if you forget to, or, you know, don't fall through with those every day. For those of you that are on that journey yeah. right now, where, you, you know, like myself, I don't journal every day. I, I had the intention to, mm -hmm. um, but that's okay. And that at least as long as you're trying. Exactly. You know. Like now I, I always tell, like when I talk about this kind of stuff, I'm a fucking mental juggernaut. Nothing phases me. Nothing. Like I have a bad day, the car breaks down or something, or, you know, you go through a breakup or you're going to be good because your mental health's good. Mm -hmm. You can tackle anything. Do you know what I mean? You have to get there and it takes a lot of work to get to that point. Just don't give up. I, 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 I was telling somebody yesterday, I was like, you know, people that have been through trauma are the best type of people. 
that have survived through trauma because it builds character. And when you leave traumatic situations or like depression or alcohol abuse or drug abuse or anything like that, you end up leaving and helping other people by choice. Like I said, I reach out to some people and talk about mental health and I'm always there to listen to people and stuff like that. Like I went from a point of being at a low, low needing help from a lot of different venues to now wanting to help people that I can feel are struggling in any type of way. Right. Right. And that's important. Right. And I, and I get messages all the time. Um, I actually had several dudes approach me about one of my posts a little while back about mental health and uh, being a man, right? Like <coughs> boys don't cry. Right. I had like several dudes approach me randomly over the, the three months after that post being like, Hey man, like, you know, I suffer from depression. I don't really talk about it. I'm not happy. My wife and kids and all this kind of stuff. And your posts really like open me up. Can we have coffee sometime? Fuck yeah, we can. Of course you can. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you need from me? What are you struggling with? Please tell me. How can I guide you? Right. The last thing you want is someone taking their own life. It's just a fucking waste. <clears throat> totally. Right. Well, amen to that. <laughs> fucking yeah, Jesus. Got real deep there. That's good. Yeah, that's man. good. That's what the post nut clarity is all about. All about the entire brand. We're not just a sex channel. We're about <laughs> fucking enlightening ourselves in our everyday lives. On that note, though, I mentioned to Nolan, we usually do a little segment at the end of each podcast that's kind of lighter, you know, mm -hmm. to we make play games. We always to... end on a on a on a you know smiley note. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, it's not really a game per se. Okay. But it's a segment that um, I'm calling. Stoned bathtub thoughts. <laughs> How can okay. I get an invite, buddy? Because we know that I smoke a lot were of weed. Me when you were oh in the bathroom, God. one million Stone. percent. That's Shit, when I was texting you. you. No pics or so many, so many, but how can you remember them? I write them down. Do you? I, oh I my god! I'm like, write them down yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. So I, I wrote them down. So I don't. There's like a handful of them. Some of them are questions. Some of them are thoughts. Some of them are statements. Okay. We no judgment. Name, by the way. Judgment. Okay. Well, again, this is step one. It's a judgment-free zone here. Okay. Um, and it's not gonna happen every week. It's just you know whenever I have whenever. these stoned revelations. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is the first. First installment. Take. Let's go. First oh. take. Stoned bathroom. Oh, bathtub. Oh, you recorded it already? No, no, no. Oh. I just have a soundbite. All right. <laughs> it's from the bomb. Okay. It's from the bomb. No one, do you know that song? Nope. Oh, every no, reference I, I have. First question. What color did you hit? Uh, uh, what color is magenta? that? Magenta. Yeah. Lower right one. Magenta? Purple? Pink. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's a it's good some, Somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. Now, I was thinking, I think we all, I think one of the top, in the top five things that I miss from COVID is definitely traveling. Yes. Did you guys agree? Oh, yeah. 100%. What are your thoughts? If every airport in the world had a rapid COVID test protocol or, or kit or whatever that takes 15 minutes, it costs... 300 500 whatever the fuck it costs and you everyone knows that you add that to your travel budget and you have that so you, t you go live out of vancouver you take a test you know everyone on that plane is covid free yeah if you get a positive test you have to go home and quarantine i'm sorry then you land in la you take another test in la you're positive or sorry you're negative again and then you can go fucking live your life and if for some reason you te get positive when you get there then you have to quarantine in your hotel at leaving. your cost yeah or whatever. In my mind, I think that would allow travel to 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 
start back up. I agree. The, the the airline industry is definitely one that's been hit pretty fucking hard, probably number two behind hospitality or somewhere in there. Yep. And if we charge whatever, that can help to recoup some of the losses or whatever to the airlines, to tax it, whatever the fuck you want to do. And we can, you know, that travel can possibly open up again. Okay, here's a question. Are you stone pr- thought. Are you proud of this stone thought? Uh, I mean, now that I say it out loud, apparently not. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you. I mean, you should be. I'm, I'm getting questioned. I'm going to call it out here. No, I mean, you really should be because West just doing it. They're actually doing it. Yeah, West. Really? So what? So what they're doing? Um, Is it fact? Yeah, you fact check this. Yeah, you, Joel, you can fact check it. Um, so WestJet has put in a pilot project. I'm pretty sure it's WestJet. Um, and they're doing uh, two point entries into Canada. So it's a pilot project for rapid COVID testing. Yeah. And what you would do to dodge the two week um, quarantine yeah. is you'd have to stop in two Canadian cities. So if you're from Vancouver, yeah. it would be a mandatory stop in Toronto. Yeah. You get tested for COVID in Toronto. Yeah. You get cleared there. You come to Vancouver, you get tested in Vancouver, cleared there. Yeah. And then you're cleared to not the quarantine. So that's when, a pilot- on your way home, you mean? Yeah, on your way home. So if I go to like South Africa for a month, then I have to come my flight. I have to book my flights through Toronto before I get to Vancouver. So well, I get double. So tested. it's a pilot program. So they would offer you that option, yeah. And it wouldn't be a more an expensive thing for you since they're trying to test yeah. something to get people back into seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure what other countries are doing. I just know Canada WestJet has started or is I think in December starting the pilot program for a two stage rapid COVID testing to be able to get people traveling again. But right? you need two you need two tests. You have to stop twice, yeah. That's right? that's interesting. So you need two things shoved up your nose. Yeah. Or whatever. Maybe a, who Not knows bad. what it's I gonna be. Like that no the no, um the uh, rapid COVID test is um gurgling a solution and spitting it back. Oh, oh. even better. Yeah. So okay. it's not so the rapid COVID test where you were But what uh, are you gurgling? Just like sa- <laughs> like saline or something, right? Something clean. Okay. All right. Hopefully right. not. I, I okay. Hopefully not your post okay. clarity. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know how like when you travel to certain countries, you need to get um, visas uh, or whatever. So I was thinking more along, you know, that because like those visas cost money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. So something along, and it's a bit of a pain in the dick. You got to like stand in line and blah 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 blah. So I don't know. That's what was just my thought. I was super stoned. I'm like, this makes sense to me. I don't know logistically or yeah. whatever. Yeah, to- uh, totally. But n- now you're now you're making a divide between people, clean people, and sick people. Oh, we're doing that already. Visas. Yeah, I mean, not out in the open, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> now you got now everybody's walking around with different color passports because they're cleared to go. They're the elite. Oh. Now hey. you got the top one percent traveling all over the world, and all us poor people are stuck know, here. I don't know the top one percent. Anyway, stone thought. Something to digest. It, no, it's amazing. That was a great. Number two is more of a statement slash question. Now, do you guys? I thought to myself. Um, in the bath, um, <laughs> like, nice. where does all this garbage go? And I started with toilet paper. I'm like, that's a toilet paper or something that I personally use quite a bit. So what do you guys, if you had to guess, what is the average amount of toilet paper used in one's lifetime? Ooh. What would you, in pounds? In pounds? Yeah. Oh my God. I use a lot of fucking toilet paper. Yeah, well, throw I it. I use toilet paper after every pee too. Take some time and wipe well, it off. I've got a small toilet paper uh, footprint I shower after. That's weird, but I'm kidding. I, <laughs> do, I do, I do too. I do too. You have to. It's like a little bidet. Okay, okay. Yeah. so throw, give me a. Give, a give, I always shower after. Fucking I was young. In how many in a lifetime? I use probably. Oh, fuck I did man. it off an eighty-year like life. How how many pounds do you think um, an entire Costco thing of toilet paper is? Maybe like eight pounds. No. They're big. Oh, the bigger the big one. one right? Yeah, 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 okay, okay one, right? yeah, Like eight, yeah. Pa- maybe five or eight, five maybe or five. six yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds actually reasonable. 
Um, are we doing like pounds? Or are we doing like yeah, sheets? Like, like pounds, like I said. I don't oh, like sorry. guessing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like guessing. I'm gonna do the math. No, no, no. Yeah, you do some math, but like you know, you're still gonna be like an educated guess. I'm gonna you know say I mean? seven hundred pounds of toilet paper. Oh, okay, in my lifetime. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, in my lifetime. Well, you said eighty now. years. Eighty years, like I'm using as yeah, an okay, average yeah. life. Yeah, okay. Six. Uh, let's do nine. 720 pounds. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, what was your, what was yours? 700. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I figured average? like, I figure one and a half Costco things a year. Okay. Right. Nine pounds. If well, each Costco. This is what I've researched six. when I, when I thought about it. you. That was yeah. just a guess. I had to use my Not just a pretty face. Yes. The, I, when I did the research, it was 50 pounds a year, which is 4,000 pounds in your life. Shut up. Yeah. That's expensive wow. toilet paper. That's, that's a lot. Ply. That's See, I use that yeah. gas that's station stuff. Like two, two tons. <laughs> the one that kind of rubs too hard. Two yeah. tons of toilet paper. That's why I have that's nice crazy. things. Crazy. Like, where does, that, where does that all go? Does it disintegrate? And like, then you think about the garbage. Like, where the fuck is all this shit going? Under Alex Fisher Bridge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's being recycled, no, and kids are writing on your old toilet paper at school. <laughs> yeah. Underneath the Alex Fisher Bridge, they have that giant poop container thing. That's where all the sewage goes. Oh yeah, that's um, the yeah. sewage plant. But yeah. that, I would have to think that that's not enough room under one bridge for all the poop in and do Canada. They, and no. Do they burn it all? I don't no. know. Do they, the poop? No, that's dangerous. No, yeah. no. Methane? Or no, they or store it in thing. there and then they collect the methane and they use the methane as natural gases to fuel other machinery and stuff like that. And then they reprocess that stuff out into fertilizer and all that kind of crap. Interesting. And then they have that um, Vancouver reduction, coast reduction or whatever, where they melt all that crap down and some stuff they turn into like fertilizer tires. and... No, like bones and meat, butchers, like restaurant food organics. and stuff like that. Organics, right. yeah. They break that stuff down, turn it into dog food, turn it into oil, turn it into fuel. Oh, yeah. We do a lot of stuff that, you know, people don't talk about, um, like uh, cow flatulence. We collect cow flatulence too, right? There's a What's lot that? of like- Cow farts. Cow farts. Ah. <laughs> flatulence. Methane. 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 Yeah, like uh, we, we do pretty- <laughs> cow, cow, cow flatulence. Cow flatulence. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. My last two up. are um, questions for both of you. Now, um, this is if you had scared. to choose, yeah, <laughs> if you had to choose one actor or actress or whatever the PC way to call female actors are now, mm-hmm. um, to spend the day with, who would you choose? <sighs> Jennifer Aniston. Margot Hands Robbie. Hands fucking down. Margot Ooh. Robbie. Yeah. She's. So fucking hot. I know. Okay, can I? Can, so hot. Can I ask why you pick Jennifer I, Addison? Because I love her just personality. I love yeah. all of her movies. I think she's like you love all of her movies. I love all of her movies. Movies, not TV. Her movies. Was that? She's was only that, been in like four movies. No, she hasn't been. Oh yeah, I think he's right. They're not good really? either. Uh, no, but like where the Millers. <laughs> yep. Keep um, going. Friends. You're, you're friends not is a, not a movie, bro. Uh, TV show. Okay, but there was a. Friends we are movie. the Millers. Was a Friends either. movie? Okay, fuck you. Guys. <laughs> was a Friends movie? No. Yeah. Hey, in my head, there is. The breakup. Um, the breakup. Terrible. Couples movie. retreat. All terrible. Uh, she wasn't in Couples Retreat, was she? <laughs> yeah, she was. With who, uh, who was she in? That's Jason Bateman. Oh, maybe not. Vince Vaughn. Uh, well, she's in like every Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I just love Jennifer Aniston. Okay, movies, fair. Okay, there's okay. like a whole sex show on Netflix. I, I, I okay, okay, okay. Like came out of that. Okay, like sorry. Jen- she's a good choice. I was just oh, wondering cool. why. Rachel good Green. That was my girl, Matt. Yeah, uh, TV. Okay, uh, Luca. Why Mongo Robbie? Oh come on, why not? 
Okay. She's so fine. I will accept that answer. I like. Yeah, she can play um, Harley <laughs> Quinn, so she can, I mean, get, she can be every character you want. Just out of respect for my girlfriend, I'm just going to say, why not? Yeah, out of respect I'm not going to get into details. So I'll tell you that story when we first met. <laughs> yes, please. Um, my good friend Akio here had that industry boxing night. Remember? Yeah, yeah. That's Boxing. the first time we met. First time we okay. met. Well, we didn't even talk. Okay, I walked yeah. in and I was like, "Damn, who's this fucking <laughs> fine ass man?" And then, um, and then you were in that opposite end, and thank God because I didn't want you to see me obviously sweating. And then I realized that Lexi, because I'm good friends with Lexi. Okay, yeah. Shout out Lexi. That's um, yeah. my girlfriend, girlfriend. I love you very much, baby. And I realized you guys Hope were dating, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> I shouldn't have thought that about my friend's boyfriend." And then I was like, "Fuck <laughs> it, I'm gonna." <laughs> That was okay. a good class, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was That's a good time. Mine is uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, wait. He's so talented. Robert Downey Jr. now? Now. Now. Okay. Yeah. My next now. question is uh, more of that. Yeah. I think he's like, he's very smart and well-spoken when I've heard him and on interviews. And he's Iron Man. And he's Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a Fuck beauty. Yeah. He seems like a good guy. Tony Stark, man. Last question. Now, which athlete would you choose to party with? Ooh, party with. Party with. Ooh. I already know. So, it changes from, you know, a more like cerebral kind of, you know, vibe to like who do you just want to fucking have fun with you know have a couple beers and do a fucking couple you want to mine yeah of course he was like a really famous rugby player okay Akio oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> I promise I wasn't gonna snort on the yeah. show but I just fucking couldn't hold it in you're gonna have to redo that question bro <laughs> okay fine Luca I'll think oh you, you're thinking yeah, I'm gonna oh, think. I can say mine while you guys think sure. yeah you go for it J.R. Smith did you know who that is no nope. yeah the guy uh, yes. plays on the Lakers he used to play I think on the mm -hmm. Cleveland he has a bunch of tattoos yeah. he's a guy like when LA was like last like eight seconds before the final whistle went for them to win the championship he mm -hmm. already had his shirt off <laughs> he was just ready to party I'm like that guy I want to yeah, party with that guy he's ready to rock sure. yeah mine's kind of so I don't I fucking hate this guy too I, like I hate him but I just know that it would be a wild party it would be a uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh fuck, he I fucking him. hate him. No, like, I hate he's him. so quiet and does not party at all. Really? Yeah. Well, he parties, oh wow, bro. that total letdown. He never. When I, I was in he was not doing. Oh my shit. god, his, his, his online personality is like fuck you. Let's rip. He's so quiet. I've seen him party. He's taking shit on my chest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that your choice too? Then <laughs> are we back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was, th I was thinking him, but no, I would probably party with like. Like a soccer player, like Neymar. Okay. Or um, like Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, Ronaldo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. have that lifestyle. You'd be on a yacht somewhere. Exactly. Which it would style. be a really like classy Giza. party. It'd be very. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be a classy party. I don't want to. We're rolling with fucking trash. No, 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 no. We're gonna be doing. <laughs> what was the last time a classy party was fun? Let's get fucking dirty. Yeah. Let's go hang Neymar out with Odell Beckham Jr. at a fucking strip club. They could be juggling my balls. Oh, there we go. Okay, well that wraps up another episode. Host, I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> Hello. Okay, we'll Hello? redo that one. We, should I answer this? Who is it? I don't know. I feel it's. I feel it's no one I want to talk to. It's like it's, un, it's unblocked. It's like a um, it's unmarked number. Yeah, I don't know. All right, guys. This has been a new episode of PNC post not clarity yeah yeah sorry clarity. for that phone call interruption <laughs> rookie mistake thank you to our guest mr lucas khan pleasure nailed it how, how can we find you on social media oh and, my and god people don't. light you up <laughs> <laughs> i honestly i don't even know i think it's luca underscore skep or skep underscore luca do you spell skep with like a scabies s-c-e-p scabies 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 <laughs> i need some vitamin c <laughs> so that's how you can find him our, our captain Huh? And you can find us Scabies. at 
PNC underscore podcast or our personals at Nolan Brassad and Akio. Cut out the coop at the lot, turn for a 12 fuck swat, buzzing all the bells out the box. 